0: Hello, Rachel Rubin here. Welcome to Evolution Consulting's Development Tip of the Week. This week, we're going to talk about Passing the Hat. My girlfriend has learned to stop telling people that I work in fundraising. Fundraising, I chide, is bake sales. I work in development. Not that I'm knocking bake sales. Many a field trip has been funded on the $3 cupcake. But fundraising refers to the short-term, white-knuckling process of bringing in just enough money to get by. I often think of fundraising as underwriting. We're doing this program and it costs $5,000 and so we need to raise $5,000. Simple enough. But what about when you want to expand, or improve, or plan for the future? Fundraising doesn't cover that. Development does. Development is a long-term strategy. This episode, we're going to focus on passing the hat versus donation cards. First of all, I'll say that if you're a church or an AA meeting, you can go ahead and ignore this one. Passing the hat is notoriously successful for both groups because it's ingrained in the culture and because they do their ask every single week with absolutely no exceptions. It works for them, and there's plenty to learn there. But the takeaway is, if you're not a church or an AA meeting, you shouldn't be passing the hat. Let's pause for a minute to talk about language. When I say passing the hat, I'm referring to asking people to put cash into a reciprocal. So it could be literally passing a hat around and asking folks to put a dollar or two into the hat as it goes by, or it could be having a jar on the table that says donations, or it could be someone walking down rows of chairs or standing on an exit with a basket. Historically, passing the hat refers specifically to asking people to help cover the cost of whatever's going on. Hey, it costs us $200 to pay for snacks at this meeting, kick in what you can. But when I use the phrase passing the hat, I'm referring to it in a broader sense of collecting or soliciting cash donations. Now that we're all on the same page, let's talk about the pros and cons of passing the hat. And since you already know that I think this is a bad idea, let's just get the pros out of the way. It's easy. There's not much, if any, time or energy that goes into preparing this type of solicitation or following up after it. It's cheap. In fact, it's free. It's quick. You can make the last-minute decision to do the solicitation, and you'll get your infusion of capital immediately. No processing cards or cashing checks or waiting for pledges to come in. I hope it's not a surprise that I wouldn't recommend creating a development strategy on the components of easy, cheap, and quick. That's what passing the hat is, and that's what it looks like to your donors. Let's talk about a few more cons. When people donate anonymously, they donate less. And even though passing the hat happens in front of other people, it's still anonymous. People can only donate whatever they happen to have in their wallet. In an age where people carry less and less cash, this limits your donor's ability. Lastly, when we pass the hat, we have no way of following up with donors. We can't thank them or get to know them. We'll never know who tossed that $100 bill into the basket. When we pass the hat, no relationships are being built, and development work is all about relationships. Over the next few weeks, as we go over the differences between fundraising and development, you'll notice this as the key test. Is a relationship being built? If the answer is no, it's probably not development. So what's the alternative? Donation cards. Donation cards are a great way to give everyone in the room an opportunity to give. Here are the top five reasons to use donation cards. Number one, you get to brand. It's another chance to get to put up your mission or a blurb about your program in people's hands. They get to see your logo one more time. The more people see your logo, the more they feel connected to your organization. We'll talk more about this in Marketing Impressions to Corporate Sponsors. But suffice it to say, getting your logo in front of your donors is a plus. Number two, you get to suggest a donation amount and that amount probably won't be, hey, whatever's in your pocket. Which brings us to number three, you increase your donor's ability to give by having options like credit card, check, or bill me. They can, of course, still opt to put cash in the envelope. Number four, you know who gave what so you know who to thank properly. Number five, your organization looks serious about raising money, and the more serious you look, the more serious donors will take you. Donation cards don't have to be expensive to print. You can usually get them online for about 15 cents an envelope or 500 for around $75. And you can get them in about five days after you put in your order. Don't worry about fancy graphics or a high-end design. Those things help, but you don't need them to have donation cards. If you have some more money, consider spending it on using a local green printer or a union print shop. That's it for this week. Next week, we'll cover setting the ticket price for your event versus opening it up at sliding scale. As always, you can send your questions and comments my way at rachel at fundingtherevolution.com. Thanks for listening.